Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Today's video is on random scary stories, as you guys voted for to be my next video. So I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you hit the like button if you do, and sit back, relax, and enjoy. I spent the day in a decent sized city with a friend doing mutual aid work all day. I was living in my vehicle at the time and decided the train tracks were a chill place to hang out. I drove up there and it seemed pretty calm but eerily desolate except for the shirtless guy doing push-ups on the road and running down the hill the rest of the street was on. I parked on the gravel and could tell that even though this was a chill spot it was tweaker territory. I was doing random things like cleaning and playing on my little guitar. Even though the guy working out was around, I felt really exposed having my stuff out or hanging around there, even if it was still daytime. And I'm not exactly a person who looks like a target. The sun started to set and the muscle-bound guy seemed to have finished his workout. I was getting ready to leave and this is too much information, but I was emptying out a piss jug when I saw about 10 feet away to my left a guy walking. Not at me, but besides me, looking at me. He had a hoodie over his head and a black COVID mask on, black gloves, shorts with suspenders, and some sort of gun holster, but I really can't say for sure. The first thing I saw was the massive shiny machete he was gripping like he was getting ready to use it. I look at him and look away, pretending I don't care. I try to grab my stuff and throw it into my vehicle as fast as possible and lock the doors. I was unable to do this without looking like I was going to make a break for it. I got in and he started walking around my vehicle, circling it, but not really looking at me. He would just take glances at me and look around at nothing. I pretended to be preoccupied with whatever and after about two minutes he walked about 40 feet away and was now swinging it, looking at the walking path below us and then back at me. I began secretly filming him, which is what you see now. This is the part that makes me laugh when I think about it. I started my van and immediately tried to get the fuck out of there, but forgot that I was on a gravel road and started digging myself a hole. I looked over and he noticed I was trying to leave and that I was stuck and started walking back to me. I got my van unstuck and made the tightest U-turn ever. But at this point, I was driving right towards him and I ducked because it looked like he might throw something through my window with the way that he was watching me leave. Not 100 feet down the road is an old couple outside watching the sunset. I frantically, looking like a psycho myself, told them about the guy and they looked confused but went back inside. They said they would call the police. I headed straight down the freeway to somewhere rural and stayed the night after that. Trigger warning, mention of sexual assault. A little background about this place I live in. I grew up in a nice little neighborhood near my sister's high school and we lived in a terrace house there. Back then, it was a relatively safe neighborhood and a 15 minute walk to the shops nearby. On my way to the shops, I passed by two blocks of apartments to my left and a row of hawker stalls to my right. Behind the stalls were flats, at least five blocks, which were considered low-cost housing, so there were foreign workers, immigrants living there. My family would often visit one of the hawker stalls right on the opposite of the apartment for breakfast or supper, 
since they were open 24 hours, or at least till 3 most times. It was a teeny roadside stall with about 5 to 6 tables. Anyway, there was a deranged woman. I don't want to call her that, but I can't find another word to describe her condition. So in simple terms, she's mentally ill, severely. She would always come by that stall. She would be dressed in rags or old clothes. Her hair was dark and long, straggly, and all over the place. The owners would often give her packets of food and drinks out of pity and sometimes had to make her leave because she was disturbing the other customers. I had only seen her from afar and didn't know what her deal was until I heard the rumors about her. She was always carrying packets of food and drinks in both hands that were given to her by the stall owners. So, the incident goes like this. It was around 2008 when this happened. I was 12. My other sister has a best friend who lived in the apartment right opposite to the stall. They are both 17 and often hang out together because we live so close to each other. Sometimes I would tag along with them for fun. We would often hang out at her friend's place or at a stall. Once, my sister decided to meet up with her real quick for a chat and I tagged along with her. It was about 10pm and we were parked right beside the same stall we usually go to. The stall was still lit and had a few customers, so it felt safe and we chatted happily in the car. About two hours later, so a little after midnight, we noticed from the rearview mirror that the woman was standing a few feet behind our car. We all turned around and looked and saw that she was facing our direction. We couldn't see her face clearly because it was dark, but just enough that my sister's friend recognized that it was a deranged woman. As usual, she was holding packets of food and drink in her hands. She was just standing there, staring in our direction, with both feet slightly apart. There was nothing between her and our car, and it was extremely unnerving. Of course, we knew that she was human and basically harmless, but it still gave us the creeps. So my sister decided to move the car a bit further ahead, away from the stall. Now that we were parked further away, we continued to chat about other things and forget about the woman. It was even darker and quieter actually, because we were further away from the stall and our car was now only illuminated by the streetlight. I was in the back seat and occasionally I'd turn around to check if the woman was still there while my sister and her friend were busy talking. It was around 1.30 or 2am now and I could see the stall was closed because there was no more customers. The three of us were still chatting happily and both my sister and her friend were facing each other away from the car windows. All of a sudden my sister friend screamed and tapped on my sister's shoulder signaling her to look behind and there she was, the woman standing right beside the car staring at us through the driver's seat window. She was bending slightly with her face close to the window as if she was trying to see us better. My sister, who was in the driver's seat, immediately bent down to avoid her stare because the woman outside the window was staring right at her. We all screamed and bent down too because we were shocked and she looked really scary. She looked like a ghost that appeared all of a sudden out of nowhere. We didn't notice her walking up to her car at all. Although I only saw her face for a split second, I could see that her eyes were wide open and she had a wide and uncanny smile on which freaked us the fuck out. We were panicking and I told my sister to quickly start the car and drive away. 
We dropped her friend off at the entrance of her apartment residence and drove home immediately. A week later, my sister's friend told us that the woman apparently lives in one of the flats behind the stall we went to. According to rumors, she was raped by the immigrants living there in one of those flats, which caused her to become the way she was. Not sure if it's true, but it's really sad to hear. That encounter was the last we've seen of her because we heard she passed away within the same year. I know that she was very real and very human, but it was absolutely creepy nonetheless, as if we had a supernatural encounter. Back in the 70s, my grandfather dropped my grandmother, mom, and two sisters off to do some shopping on his way to work. Since he wasn't able to pick them up, they hitchhiked home. My mom at the time was only around 10 or 11, middle sister would have been about 7 or 8, and the youngest was a year old. They got picked up by a guy in a pickup truck who had them all sit in the back row with one of them holding the baby. My grandmother was giving him directions home from the highway, but the guy ignored her and went by her exit, claiming he had to make a stop first. Didn't really say much else during the drive. My mom remembers my grandmother being very quiet and very nervous. Eventually, they came up to a farm. The driver tells them to wait in the car and goes inside a house. While he's gone, they just sit there terrified. They are in the middle of nowhere and know they can't make it out on foot. A few minutes later, the driver comes out with a second guy, who then looks into the truck and sees my mom and younger sisters. He starts flipping out, screaming at the driver that he shouldn't have brought the baby back. They aren't going to do anything with her, and some other things I can't remember. And he ends up telling him to get them away from the farm. Driver gets back into the truck, apologizes, and then gets back on the highway, and they drive again in silence. My grandmother, normally a very smart woman, had him drive directly to their house. Although, I suspect her reasoning was, she had already given him the address before anything seemed off. They lived at the house for several years and luckily never saw either of them a second time. This happened a few years ago. I'm a female and was in my early 20s when I was with my family getting groceries. We had just gotten a new car and the settings were not adjusted yet. We had the children's security thingy that prevents people in the back seat from opening the doors. Well, it was a standard shopping endeavor, so I decided to stay in the car and listen to music while my family was buying water. I falsely assumed that because I couldn't open my door, that the front was locked for sure, and I was sitting in the back seat. Boy was I wrong. I remember a woman speeding towards our car, and I tried to calm myself down thinking maybe she just saw something behind the car. That was until she ripped open the door and tried to pull me out of the car. And when that didn't work because I still had my safety belt on, she tried to get in instead, all while she was speaking in a language I could not understand. At that point, I was panicking because my false sense of safety was gone and I was struggling with some woman I didn't understand and trying to prevent her from getting into our car. I remember trying to call my mom at the same time, telling her to get the hell back to the car because I needed help. I couldn't even explain the given situation since I was so focused on not letting the woman into our car and luckily something told my mother that I wasn't joking. Well, my father still decided it wasn't worth rushing back to 
and calmly finished his purchase because he thought I was just being dramatic. But luckily, they eventually got out to me, and only when my father appeared and pulled that woman back out did she calm down and quickly went away. I was shaking uncontrollably at that point, hyperventilating and sobbing, but I remember noticing her calmly walk towards a man who was standing near the exit of the store just watching, not doing anything. And when she reached them, they just calmly walked off. Through my panic attack, my parents were arguing because my mother had told my father that she thought something serious was happening and he just put it off. To this day, I don't know what to make of this encounter. I just know that I still get anxious when I have to wait in the car alone. I tried to rationalize it somehow and the best I could come up with was, during this time a lot of refugees arrived and there may have been housing near the store. I don't know. So I thought maybe she was traumatized or had PTSD got triggered by something, and that was her response. That idea would also work with the overall appearance of her speaking a different language, but the fact that she instantly backed off and calmed down when my father got there after pulling her away, and the man just watching me still doesn't make sense to me. Also, that's just an uneducated guess. I was walking my dog in the rain, It was about 6.30pm. A man comes up to me. He's wearing a red jacket. Seems to be in his 40s or 50s. He's missing a few teeth. He greets my dog and we talk about him. He gives him a chew toy and we play with the dog for a bit. As I'm about to leave, I give him the chew toy back and he insists we keep it. After a few minutes of going back and forth, I decide to drop it and take the ball. I thank him and wish him a good night. I get home and examine the chew toy closer. I take out the squeaky cap. Inside I see a chip that is blinking with a red color. I immediately grab a pen and pick the chip out and snap it into two. My mind is filled with a lot of questions about why this happened and what I should do about it. When I was 16, I had just gotten my driver's license. I was at a drive-thru for fast food when a guy started walking up the drive-thru line towards the front of my car. The way this drive-thru is laid out made it obvious to me there was no reason for this guy to be back there, so I had already locked my doors. He was dressed in pretty nice casual clothes and seemed relaxed. Sure enough, he walks beside my car and tries to open the passenger door right as I locked it and it doesn't open for him. He smiles at me through the window and walks in front of my car out the drive-thru. I had to drive slowly out of there on account that he was walking right in front of me. This guy may have been trying to carjack me and he had the balls to walk in front of my car for a solid minute. One of the biggest what the fuck moments of my entire life, honestly. Didn't tell my parents or anyone until years later. Tonight, I took my girlfriend and my sister out to downtown for some dinner. We finished eating and continued our night by taking scenic walks by bars and nightclubs in the lit up city. Out of a spontaneous attempt, I had remembered a nice bar that sits on the 10th floor with some awesome views. I wanted to show my sister who hasn't been to that spot. As we were making our way up to the bar, 
a 50-year-old, wearing a red polo shirt and shorts, starts asking me, Are you with them? Pointing at the other three males passing by, looking like 35 to 40 years old. I replied, No. At this point, he starts asking me if I'm headed to the sky bar, stating, I'm not a creep. I'm just wondering if you were, because that's where I'm headed to. The line looks really long, so I was wondering if we could go together and just have a nice evening together. You can trust me. I'm a local. At this point, my reply was, we're going to meet up with our group at the dock, which was BS. He replies, oh yeah, I have friends there too. And I just said, cool, we'll have a good night. We left and went home, avoiding this guy and any situation he might be looking for. Just a dynamic view, it was me, 28, male, 5'7", my girlfriend, 28, 5'5", and my sister, 21, 5'3". The creep was 46 to 56, male, about 6 foot. Dude was screaming red flags, sounding desperate. It might have been innocent, but I've never heard a guy ramble on about wanting company that bad. Needless to say, it was an interesting Friday Halloween Eve. First time living alone in my apartment. I was walking out to my car to attend an evening church service. I hear this guy saying, Hey, hello, can you help me? I'm standing about 10 feet away when I stop to observe this man in a wheelchair. He has one sack of groceries on his lap and two on the ground beside him. He had on what looked like veteran attire and combat boots. But what stood out to me most was, I noticed how incredibly buff he was. Not just his arms, but his calves. The hairs on my arms and neck instantly stood up. I guess while silently observing him, he was waiting for me to walk up to him. I took a few steps back and shook my head. His immediate response was, I'm not going to do anything. Can't you see I'm in a wheelchair? He then pointed to the door and said, Look, I just need some help putting these bags inside my door on the floor. That's all. I declined politely and began to walk away. The screaming, cursing, and insults were what made me basically run to my car. Safe in my car, I locked the doors, and I can't shake the awful feeling off of me. Fast forward a couple days later and I'm driving down the street headed home. Who would I see walking without a limp, cane, or any visible disability? My heart dropped. I stayed in my apartment for weeks and had a male friend walk me to my car when I got off work because I was too scared to go by myself in case of any more encounters. To this day, this strange encounter haunts me. Add in, I reported this to the office management. They told me that they'll take care of it. I also called the non-emergency police line and asked if I could report this, and they told me there was nothing that they could do. It would be his word versus mine. To preface, I'm a 24-year-old female and not a big partier. Although I live in a big party city, I never have more than a few drinks while out. My parents were both alcoholics, so I really try to set limits. I always eat food beforehand and drink plenty of water. Anyway, I meet up with an old friend, Jessica, for the first time in a year and a half. We decided to grab dinner together, so she suggests a cute little place where she used to work. 
Once we get there, around 5.45, we are sitting in the back and order a glass of wine and huge bowls of pasta. We enjoy our dinner and another glass when Jessica's old manager comes over. He offers wine on the house, so we decide to stay and grab another glass, total of three glasses, and ended up paying a super cheap tab. I felt good and was planning to commute home. This is the last thing I remember. I woke up the next morning at Jessica's apartment completely confused about what happened the night before. Apparently, while drinking our third glass of wine, we were moved and seated at the bar where she left to go to the bathroom. While she was in the bathroom, I somehow made it upstairs into her manager's office. She found me pretty quickly, I guess. But I seemed like I was really drunk and she called a friend to give us a ride home to her apartment. At some point during the ride from this restaurant to her apartment at 9.30pm, I call my best friend, Heather. The following day, Heather tells me that I was completely unintelligible on the phone and Jessica ended up having to speak for me. Jessica told Heather that I was safe and headed back to her apartment where I could stay the night if I wanted to or she could give me a ride back to my place. The two knew each other, so Heather felt safe, but knew something was up, as I'm never obliterated in public, especially at 9.30pm. So I guess I ended up passing out at Jessica's as soon as we got back, and she stays up and orders food for me, and grabs me water and takes care of me. I really don't know what happened, I only had three glasses of wine, and I can't remember a single thing after signing the bill. Although I did feel good, I wasn't necessarily drunk. I know my limits and know that I did not black out. I never felt any sketchy vibes at the restaurant, neither would the people working there or other customers while there. I feel like the only possible answer is that my drink was drugged.